With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's go. That and welcome back to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle. Today, we have a nice episode today. We're going to talk about how the heck did the Saints get rid of $100 million of cap space and still have a great roster. Now, quick disclaimer, the Saints are not under the cap yet. They are still in the red. They still have a negative 12 cap hit that they need to get rid of, but they are pretty much already there. Now, they've made all the big moves that we thought, and there could be a move from anywhere from now until I post this episode. So, if there's another move that changes the cap, I'm sorry, but this is the majority of what has happened and how they got under, pretty much cleared, so far, $100 million worth of cap. Um, adding Marcus Williams back added almost $11 million as well. So, they've cleared $100 million, and the players they've cut have been aging veterans. We're going to get into that and more. How the heck did the Saints get rid of $100 million worth of cap space and still have a team that could be a playoff team? I'm just going to start at the top, and we're going to start with who the Saints actually cut to get rid of some cap space because that was kind of the biggest thing. Around the NFL was, oh my gosh, the Saints are going to have to get rid of so many key pieces, and they're going to have to cut star-name guys to get under the cap. And all these dumb rumors with casual fans and reporters who it seems like they didn't really do much research. And let's start with who they cut first. And that was Nick Easton. That saved them $5.9 million. Now, he's an aging veteran who didn't really play last year, who had multiple concussions in a season, and we thought he was going to retire. So that first cut saving almost $6 million, that was a good cut. And I, I think that was a move that we could have seen coming. And it was reported the Saints also have interest in bringing him back. So there's that. Next up, Josh Hill. This was a, a surprising one to me. But uh, it was something that I had to do. All these mid-tier guys around the NFL, not just the Saints. Other teams around the league are going to have to get rid of these mid-tier guys that are luxuries to have on your team. You want to have a Josh Hill on your team. He's a great blocking tight end. But again, that's $2.5 million dollars. And that's money that they could use to get under the cap. So they got rid of him. And he has just signed with the Detroit Lions, which makes a ton of sense. Reuniting with Dan Campbell, his former tight ends coach, now head coach of the Detroit Lions. He signs with the Lions. That made a lot of sense. The Saints also cut, officially cut Jared Cook. That doesn't save them anything against the cap. But he did have a a team option that the Saints, of course, were not going to take. Jared Cook is cut. That saves nothing against the cap. Another surprising one. 
for some fans and others after this season, it wasn't very surprising. The Saints releasing Thomas Morsed, which was $2.5 million. It made sense. They have a guy they like in Blake Gillikin um, that they put on IR because they were trying to protect him. That's my guess. But Thomas Morsey was just hurt all year long. Uh, he mentioned in his outro um, that he had a, a back injury that kind of bugged him all year long. And when he was punting, he wasn't going out there and trying to boom it. He was just trying to consistently get it at a, at a good spot. He wasn't trying to boom anything like Johnny Hecker. He wasn't trying to pin it, pin him deep. He was just trying to not get a short kick, which just sucks. He was he was banged up. He was injured. That saves two point five million against the cap. And one that hurt my heart the most, but it was something they had to do. Quan Alexander, thirteen million dollars. They cut him. They saved all of it, and. It was a trade that we all got excited for. We traded an injured Kiko Alonso that they ended up cutting. We traded a conditional fifth-round pick that will convey to the 49ers. And we got Quan Alexander to pair with DeMario Davis. It was a perfect fit. Uh, They played great together up until that Vikings game where he tore his Achilles. It just sucks. I mean, in December, you're you're tearing your Achilles. Who knows when he'll be able to come back. Um, it was rumored that he could be potentially on the on the team still until um around the April time frame, but they get rid of him now, which actually means he is close to being able to pass a uh, physical, which is a good sign for Quan Alexander. And I assume they'll have interest in bringing him back. Um, there'll be interest around the league, of course, because he's a talented linebacker. But coming off of Achilles injury, it just killed him. If he didn't have that injury, I'm sure the Saints would try to restructure him and keep him for a reasonable price. But you just don't know what you're getting. An example is DeMarcus Cousins towards Achilles a couple years ago. And he's just now getting back to game shape. And he's, his team just cut him again, that being the Houston Rockets. It's just hard to come back from that injury. And I'm sure the Saints will keep close close tabs on him. I know lots of Saints fans loved Kwan Alexander. Me being one of them, I loved Kwan. But $13 million, that was just way too obvious. Not even 10 minutes later, the Saints released Emmanuel Sanders. That one came as a little bit more surprise than most Saints fans. But again, Emmanuel Sanders is an aging vet. He was a luxury to have on this team. The Saints brought him in to try and win the Super Bowl with Drew Brees in his potential last run. They say $4 million with that move, $2 million in dead cap hit. So not too bad, $4 million. Uh, the Saints will have to find their next man up. They'll have to find, is it Marquez Callaway? Is it Deontay Harris? Can Traquan Smith step up? Um, that's going to be more questions later on. But Emmanuel Sanders and Quan Alexander, the two 49ers, both are cut. One of the biggest moves has been Janoris Jenkins. And most Saints fans and Saints reporters, the common response was, maybe they should try and extend him. And the reason that was hard is because they restructured him last year. And it would help the Saints, obviously, but the dead cap hit was also a lot. It would $7 million to save $7 million dead cap hit just because they moved that money down the road. And they ended up deciding to cut Janoris Jenkins, who also is an aging vet, but has been playing very well. Um, they gained $7 million from that move. And it leaves a huge hole on this team. This is the one move that left... A big question mark on the team. Now, Marshall Lattimore has played across Ken Crawley, Eli Apple, Janoris Jenkins, all 
solid corners, not great corners. Janoris has been the best corner that Marshawn's played along with. Obviously, Marshawn is one of the elite corners in the NFL. Um, who Who's going to be next? Do they go into the draft saying, okay, let's look for J.C. Horn or a Patrick Sertan or someone like that? Or are they looking to free agency? Is it Malcolm Butler? Is there someone out there they like that can fill in Junior Sinkins' role that isn't as expensive that he was going to be? He was close to $14 million this year, so that just wasn't going to work out for the Saints. They cut Junior Sinkins. The most recent move has been Malcolm Brown being released. That saves $5 million against the cap. Malcolm Brown was also another luxury. He was a 27-year-old run-stopping nose tackle who was very good for this team. Um, anchored one of the best defensive run team run defenses in the league. And $5 million for a nose tackle. It's just a little too expensive, especially for the Saints right now at this time. And I think the main thing with this move is the Saints trust that they can find um, someone cheaper, younger, and not necessarily better, but just someone who can fill in. Uh, for example, they, they found Shy Tuttle in undrafted free agency. They found Malcolm Roach from Texas in undrafted free agency. They, ha- they have confidence in that department and Ryan Nielsen to develop these defensive linemen. Um, I think they'll move forward with those two guys. And, of course, they also have David Onyemata. And Sheldon Rankins is a free agent who, if he doesn't have a big market, I can see the Saints bringing him back as well. So just kind of a crowded room. Malcolm Brown, uh, obviously that, that one-tech defensive tackle, just couldn't find a way to keep him on the cap. He was one of the many um, luxuries the Saints had on this team this year. So the Saints let him go. Those are the, the cuts so far. Now, there could be more, and there will be more. Uh, guys like Patrick uh, Robinson, Latavius Murray, guys like that. Potential. All those guys are luxuries, and you, you really have those guys when you run, you're trying to get win a championship. Of course, they're going to try to win a championship next year as well. You try to win a championship every year, but with the cap hit, you just you can't have those guys right now. So we'll be able to see who's next. But with all those moves so far, they've saved $39.9 million in salary cap space just from cutting. So around $40 million, give or take, from just cutting those old guys. Now, everyone on that list, they have one thing in common. They're old, they're aging, and they were luxury items with this team. Now, they were all extremely talented players. They were great players. You want them on your team. But if they're not old, they're injured. If they're not injured, they have a fat cap hit. There's just so many question marks with those players. They were all seem like they're going to be obvious cuts. And the only really questionable one was Josh Hill for me. And he found a good spot in Detroit. And they like Adam Troutman. And I'm sure they'll bring someone in as well. But that rounds out the cuts. Another thing the Saints love to do is restructure cr- contracts. Now, it's a confusing thing for most NFL minds, but I've been doing much research about this, about the player restructions and how they can get more cap. So far, they have saved, our give or take, $30 million, $38 million just by restructuring contracts. Now, for people who don't know, really know what that means, is they're taking money and they're kind of pulling it down the road. They're making um, regular salary, signing bonuses, and they push money down the road. And it's just something to, a way to free up cap space now. And if it, if you're like, why would they do that? Why would they just push money down the road? They do that because they know the salary cap is going to go up. It's not going to go down from here on out. It's hit the low. They're going to have a gr- big new TV deal. 
Hopefully we get fans in the stands next year and they start to make a little bit more money. They'll be getting um, hopefully a positive number next year, um, hopefully over 190 or $200 million in cap space. So that's why they're pushing money down the road. Now, who have they restructured? And you're going to see a pattern in this. These are all going to be good players that the Saints have high value in. And these are guys they want to keep. Because obviously, like Janoris Jenkins, they restructured Janoris Jenkins. They thought they would be able to keep him. Ended up they weren't, weren't able to. And they have a $7 million dead cap hit. But they saved $7 million. They could have saved more if they didn't restructure him. But they didn't know that. Now, these are guys who won't be getting cut. Probably won't be getting traded. Who will be on the team to play out their contracts. They first... Uh, restructured David Onyemata's contract. They saved $4.3 million in that move. So a good chunk of change there. Uh, Will Lutz, who has been very good for them, maybe a little bit of a down year last year, they got $1.74 million from his contract, just pushing a little bit of money down the road. And DeMarle Davis and Cameron Jordan, they saved $13 million uh, between the both of those in a move that obviously put money down the road. So around $6.7 million each uh, Andrews Pete, Saints fans' favorite player, they saved $6 million. So, no, they will not be trading Pete. No, they will not be cutting Pete. It doesn't make sense. They love Pete. Um, so, live with it. Malcolm Jenkins as well, $3.4 million. He, he has a big contract. Uh, of course, the Saints love Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, he'll be staying. And Michael Thomas as well, most recently, they saved $8.7 million. And his cap rate looks like this. Mike's number this year is $10.1 million. That's his new cap hit. And for the next three years, it will be 24.7, 25.4, and 24.6. It's a steep number, but they just found a way to get that $8 million and stretch it over three years. So around two or three every year, just push it down the road a little bit. Salary cap will go up. Good move for them. And that's a total of $38 million. And if you combine the two, that's almost $80 million of cuts and restructures. And they aren't done. Obviously, they still have to get rid of $12 million and even more to bring back more free agents. they got to get under the cap and more to bring back these guys. But here's some guys they re-signed most recently. JT Gray, two-year deal worth $4 million. Noah Spence, one-year $1 million. Ty Montgomery, one-year $990. Dwayne Washington, special teams ace, $1.13 million. And a surprising one to all Saints fans, honestly, was the Saints franchise tagging Marcus Williams, and that accounts for $10.6 million against the cap. Now, without this move, the Saints would have $2 million over the cap. But they decided to franchise tag him. And some people may be like, why? That's a fat number. Why would we want to do $10.6 million? Now, the franchise tag... You can pull that away. The Saints can negotiate on a deal. They have until July to uh, negotiate a deal with uh, Marcus Williams and get a long-term deal with done with him. I can guarantee you they're talking to him right now. They want to sign him to a three- or four-year deal and be able to push that money down the road. They don't want his cap hit to be almost $11 million this year. They want it to be like five, six, seven, and maybe load it up at the end when the salary cap's higher. Now, they'll try and deal with Marcus Williams. That'll get the cap lower. And two other guys... To look out for extension wise is obviously Marshawn Lattimore and Ryan Ramchek. This seems like two obvious moves that the Saints want to do. Ryan Ramchek cap, cap hit this year will be $11 million, and that's around the price that he'll probably get annually. But 
the Saints can be able to push that money down with a long-term deal. They can make it, like what they did with Malcolm Jenkins, a little bit lighter this year and go heavy in the next few years. Make sure Ramchick gets his money, but maybe maybe do four or five less than uh, a couple years down the road. And same thing with Lattimore. Lattimore is due $10.2 million this year. That's a big hit for him. Is he is he worth $10.2 million? Hell yeah, he is. Of course, sign him to extension, save a few million dollars this year, maybe make his cap at $7 million, make next year's 12 or 13 you're saving money. And the Saints can get under the cap. And all, to all those fans out there to say, oh, they need to cut Taysom Hill, they need to cut Teron Armstead, they, they'll probably need to trade Michael Thomas. I heard someone say they might not be able to even feel the team next year. I'm sorry to tell you, this is a playoff team on paper. Now, they need to bring back Jameis Winston. They might need to change Taysom Hill's contract a little bit. He's due $16 million right now. But this team, they'll be fine. Now, two years down the road, might be a little bit of a different story. But right now, they're fine. They have, of course, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. They still have Davion Yamad, DeMario Davis, Cam Jordan, Marcus Williams, Teron Armstead, Cesar Garner-Johnson. This is a good team. It's a really good team. And if you say otherwise, be ready to get some slack. Now, one of the most important things for the Saints is going to be this year's draft. And why? Because obviously you want to retool your team. You don't want to rebuild. You want to retool. But those rookie contracts are big. Like CJ Garner-Johnson, he's a big contributor to this team right now. He he makes $1 million every year. That is cheap. That is cheap. You want to be able to, uh, be able to win with those contracts. And the Saints have four picks in the first 133 picks. That is solid. Now, the Saints have a first-round pick, 28th overall. They have a second-round pick, 60th overall. And they got two comp picks uh, from losing Terry Fontenot to the Atlanta Falcons and from last year losing Teddy Bridgewater to the Panthers, obviously. So they got a comp pick, which is a third-round pick, 98th overall. Another third-round pick, 106th overall. And they also got a sixth-round pick, 218th overall, for A.J. Klein signing with the Bills. Now that makes him have one first, one second, two-thirds, a fourth, and a sixth. For the Saints, a six-round pick probably won't make the team. And honestly, they might be trading up, and they might trade that pick away. But this might be a year where they sit back, and they make every pick. They don't trade up. They have, uh, maybe they trade down, get another player. It's just good that they got those two comp picks in the third round, because that makes it four picks in the first 106 picks. So you almost got four picks in the top 100, which is great. It's great. It's a great way to retool your team. Now you've got to execute, scout, trust your department, and hit on those picks. Obviously, there's a ton more work to do to get under the cap, to sign everyone back, and retool for next year's team. But so far, the Saints are killing it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions about any of the restructures, any of the contract things, anything about the salary cap, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Brennan Ertle. Hit me with a DM. Tweet at me. I'll answer all your questions. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. As always, thank you for the support. Who that? Let's go. We on the road. The next stop.